So episode 22, welcome back to my road to Kona. It's been a while, it's been uh, a big hiatus. <laughs> so anyways, thanks so much for being back. I just can't wait to share this story with my friend, Jamie Sompoulous. He went nine hours on the Ironman Canada and yeah, Ironman Canada is like slow course. So it's like half an hour more because of the climbing and you know, everything. So. He came with the second place over a win, six weeks away from Kona. Really happy for Jameson. You know Jameson. Jamie, I don't need to introduce yourself to the show. I hope you do enjoy this story. Ironman Penticton, Ironman Canada, race recap, episode 22, my road to Kona. We're coming back. Kona's coming closer. So I hope you enjoy this episode because he gave the entire race debrief what he plans to go, you know, next in the season with Kona. So I won't talk too much. Please enjoy this episode. Episode 22, Jamison Plus. Right. So... Jamie, Jamison Plus, uh, second place in Ironman, Penticton, Ironman Canada. How are you feeling now? Uh, body's recovering perfect, I would say. Literally, like nothing sore, really, just a little bit tight. Energy's coming back, getting some meals in me. So I'll be ready to get back into some real training next week. Yeah, because uh, Kona's like five weeks away, four weeks away. So. Perfect yeah. timing, I guess. Have to get right back into it, right? Like, yeah, I I think when I saw your performance um, last week, I'm like, I think you're going to win the age group overall. And not the overall, I mean the 18 to 24, because the overall is pretty tough. Nope, some yeah. beast. But uh, yeah, man. So how are you feeling about that? Oh, man. I mean, I, I was really going for that age group overall win. I know um what what was his name there the first guy um, well uh well you know uh, there was one pro racing I don't yeah know how that's that, but, jeffrey uh, simmons yeah, yeah he's he's a savage man i i think he went like 832 or something yeah uh, he went uh 838 which is pretty fast on that course yeah it's pretty it's not an easy course honestly no. and uh well you were like, I think you run faster than him. So let me see that because that's okay. Let's see. Tough finishers. Let me see overall. So it's an, it's not a Canadian ES guy, Corey yeah. Mayfield. That's his name. Yeah, Corey. He, he did a great job on the bike, keeping me away. Got, I got real close to him on Richter. Uh, Richter's pass. Richter's pass. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I hammered that first like. 60 70k and then yeah, i were fought. fine oh yeah finally caught him on the climb he was about uh my coach was giving me splits he was 53 seconds up the road and i was like hey i just gotta, gotta go. close this gap get on his wheel and then it's gonna be a run battle but he just i i was pushing but he kept looking back and then he was pushing too he could see me closing the gap and then so he would he would do an effort and get a little bit further away. It was a little bit of cat and mouse, but I just, I couldn't quite close that gap. 
and then uh, it was it stayed pretty consistent. And then we got to Yellow Lake, which is a second climb. Yeah. Oh, it, man, it just goes on forever. It's a lot like St. George, just like climbing for half an hour at least. Um, yeah, but on the way down? Well, the thing is, the way down is like all kind of rollers and stuff. So it's still a lot of mostly pedaling descent. So you, you don't really get that much of a rest. Oh, wow. But yeah, he put another two minutes into me on that climb so how hard you were going like 310 or how many watts oh i didn't have a power meter on but yeah no my my vectors they they shut down on me finally this month like right before the race um so i i had to send them back to garmin they're gonna repair them for me or refurbish send me a refurbished because your strava said you were um you averaged 244 but uh i mean fast i mean almost the fastest bike there like five hours i think it's not an yeah. easy course which is no. pretty fast i think jeff simmons he he did like almost like under four under five hours let me see here so uh, 445 I which is insane right yeah a pro right so not far off i was comparing to him he's not like a top pro but he's a pro right so yeah pretty much like the difference between you and him was like on the bike yeah mainly it was he he did it all in the first half actually it's the flat section yeah. at the beginning 38 he, 41 38 yeah he averaged great yeah he ripped that section so fast i don't know how he did it because i was going hard too man i was like i i was pushing my my limits a little bit there in that first section and he still put a ridiculous amount of time into me unbelievable so let's yeah. go uh step by step because we are like going hard so anyway so ironman canada yeah. um i mean i signed up for the race in 2019 i'm planning to go next uh year for sure it's a tough mm-hmm. course obviously but yeah. um i'm happy that i didn't go uh because it was so hard for kona it would be like yeah. uh left a mark for me but um basically a home race for you yeah like it's in the okanagan it's like less than an hour from your house which is amazing because i wish i can say that like having a local ironman like just less than an hour from my home just amazing this is a great envy for you so you got there when like saturday friday or pretty much you went for like pick up your race, come back to Kelowna and then Spain Saturday or what happened? Yeah, no, it was, uh, we drove up a little earlier in the week, did, uh, the pre-race check-in, you know, got the, the bag, got the ankle, uh, the, the GPS did all that stuff. Yep. Pre-race meeting, you know, went back to Kelowna, just hung out in Kelowna all week. And then, uh, Saturday afternoon went up, uh, hotel overnight with that's the main thing like having a local race you don't have to drop like thousands of dollars on a hotel yeah correct just one night because that's the thing right like the hotels they increase their prices for these races like kona (laughs) oh man let's not even let's not even start on kona yeah Um, yeah it's true this year yeah you there's lots of pros posting right now they're just they're not having it with the accommodations i agree I agree, but that's yeah. later for at the end. So anyway, so yeah. one night there and then pretty much like yeah. woke up in the same time zone. Just perfect, I think. 
Oh man, it was so great. Like I I woke up before my alarm. I woke up at 3:15 a.m. Wow. Or it was it, excited. it was it was exactly 3:13 a.m. I woke up and I was just like ready to go. Wow. So, and then what what then the race start because I saw on the schedule they changed the the time start. Yeah, they switched us to 6:30 a.m. And before it was uh, like 7:30 uh 6:50 not too bad so yeah no it was minor it's whatever um yeah pulled up to the race course bike ready to go got transition set up no feeling good uh did a quick breathe away warm up you know got a couple more morton gels in me stayed on top of the hydration uh got in the water the water was real warm actually it was uh like 26 well, the day before it was twenty five point something, so it was uh, or maybe twenty four. I don't know. It was above the the threshold where it was uh, wet legal. legal. Yeah, but overnight it cooled off and it was just just cold enough to be a wetsuit race. Nice. So yeah, I got in the water. It was super nice. Um, it, like instantly, shoulders feeling good and warm up. That's one thing I rarely get is like perfectly like relaxed shoulders for swimming and i had that so it was just like a perfect day like best you got yeah no there there was like all day there's only like a couple tiny little minor things that that uh bothered me but the, like overall for a nine hour race I, it was just an awesome performance like i'm gonna break yeah. down here so people can say it. so 53 uh, minutes swim yeah, which is like amazingly fast, like 125 for uh, 100 meters. Like that's one of the fastest, I think. I think you were like the fastest swimmer age group compared to the pro athlete, which is pretty insane. And you were leading the race. And then this guy comes up. And I think at the end, at the 147k mark, you drop five positions or something on the bike, and then you enter T2 or like uh, a second and then a fifth place or something. This is my idea. You you can explain it yourself. Yeah. Five, 507 on the bike, which is like um, 2,000 meters of elevation or something like that. Uh, my Garmin did about 1,800 or so, but it usually reads a little low. Well. I guess it's like I get. I'm gonna say 2000, and then yeah, which I'm surprised, and I was happy about this. Sub three hours on that course, 258. Yep. Like you start like freaking like running like crazy, four minutes, 402, 404, 358. I'm like, I was so excited watching like you were closing the gap, you know, like. I was so happy. Like, it's only like five minutes away from like the overall win, right? Mm -hmm. And this guy, the first place, he did like 8.59, you know? So you were so close to um, sub nine. And I think on our, let's say, flat curse, you would be like 8.40 or 8.30 at least. Yeah, it's pro that's probably accurate somewhere in there. I was thinking that's damn fast. That's like, close to professional which i'm really happy for you yes thank you um so now you can explain 
the race because me watching on Sunday, waking up like, okay, it's starting already. Be on the bike, running, still waiting, talking to Brock and talking to uh, Carson all day. So yeah. So now explain me like the race. Okay. Yeah. So swim. Um, right off the start, uh, they did the uh, self-seated rolling start, so I was able to go right up to the fronts. Nice. Uh, well. I started in the second group technically. So Jeffrey Simmons and uh, some guys, they went, they were in the first five and then I was in the second five. Um, pretty much closed that gap instantly, like got right on their feet. You know, the water was shallow. So I was really doing those junior elite dolphin dives nice. as long as I could, uh, got back on. We were all swimming as a group for the most part. Uh, it was pretty close together. I think like eight or 10 guys or something. Um, that, yeah, going well. A couple surges, a couple gaps had to close. It's whatever. Swim. Uh, turn around the corner, first turn, right into the sunlight. Yeah, uh, I saw you travel, right? Yeah, couldn't see anything. People, everyone kind of split up. Couldn't, uh, couldn't really coordinate anymore. And then, so that lead group, I think there's a group that came in 51 something. They opened up a gap there i couldn't see it i like i couldn't see anything bro my goggles were foggy and it was sunny like, yeah i saw that I, I was just following feet that were right in front of me there was one guy he was swimming like perfectly straight from what i could tell yeah afterwards, I you probably, like always straight perfectly yeah like afterwards on my strava looked at it like I, I was the guy i was following he's he swam flawlessly i wish i knew who that was um yes but that gap opened up uh, I didn't realize it until we turned the last corner. And then I saw him going around the buoy, like close to a hundred meters ahead of me. And I was like, Oh, geez. Yeah. Uh, how did, where, where did that come from? But you know, whatever, uh, just settle in. Like there's no point in trying to close a gap like that. Cause it's a massive effort in the water. To no, do right. It's not working. So, yeah, no. So just, yeah, settled in, um, came in feeling good uh trans t1 uh a little bit sloppy i would say my wetsuit came off perfectly fine but i had some trouble because i wear my tri suit down to not restrict my shoulders at all so i had a bit of trouble with the zipper for some reason it happens it happens to everybody yeah i just a, a rookie moment there um and then for whatever reason, they, they kind of dismantled my bike. Like I had my shoes on my bike with elastics and everything. Yeah. Apparently we weren't allowed to have our shoes attached in the bike. And so my shoes were like kind of hidden a little bit underneath my bike. So then I was like, where the heck grab my bike? No shoes on it. Had to re-rack, find my shoes, uh, got my shoes on, um, you know, helmet, all that stuff. Um, so a little bit sloppy in transition, wasted a little bit of time. But it's whatever. Got my bike out there and just started, started that. Like I, I really I pace this stuff. Uh, I kind of I I race between one hundred and sixty and one hundred and seventy beats per minute generally. Um, yeah, that's pretty well, hard. <laughs> when it comes to the swim, I just like do what I have to do, like whatever yeah, effort right. within reason. Like I'm not going to push threshold for a full hour, but like it. If I have to close a gap, I'll do it. Um, but on the bike, uh, 
I think I averaged a hundred and I think I averaged 160 beats per minute. Yeah, something like that. But, Let me see your Strava so we can. Yeah, but I pushed those first two hours like much closer to 170. Wow. Like I was uh, so that that's probably like somewhere between 240 270 watts kind of in there okay yeah and uh, in, in arrow position at least um you know uh at 68 kilos so it's relatively de- well decent you're pretty like light honestly so yeah um yeah so sat in there i got to richter i pushed richter fairly hard because uh, that's when i was trying that's when i could finally see uh cory up the road and i was like okay i gotta yep. i gotta close this gap now uh climb is going to be the best place to do it yeah so average but, uh, 160 and yeah. uh max heart rate 177 yeah so that max you can see at the start in the graphic is like close to 180 right at the beginning yeah. and then just like up and up up and down right so yeah like you said cool. Well, that was probably my swimming heart rate. Like I was probably still uh, like my heart rate is probably still super elevated from the swim. Cause that's yeah, going usually from horizontal to vertical and then. So, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, yeah. I tried to close that gap. Couldn't quite do it. I could see him. I could see him up the road. I know how that feels. Yeah. I could just, I could see him like 500 meters away for the, for the next like two hours man um same thing going up yellow lake he was just ahead of me up the road i'm pushing hard he's looking back he's pushing hard um honestly like pretty much everything went totally fine on the bike like i i felt like i had good power pretty much the whole time well for the first three and a half hours i felt like i was really doing good power the last hour and a half i could tell i, I was starting to to fade a little yeah. bit um that was just i think mostly because of some minor um gi issues because like for whatever reason my stomach started feeling a little bit pukey so i for about half an hour 45 minutes i was just taking in uh just sipping on water to kind of like settle that down a bit so no okay. uh, no morton um but that went away, so I was like, good, uh, feeling good again. Start- yeah, started getting the Morton back because I, I try and do a bottle of Morton like every hour 20. Yeah. And same. then at least another, at least one gel in that hour 20, sometimes two. Well, what I do is like every hour I go, uh, one Morton, then one gel. So it's like about 100 uh carbohydrates per hour something like that so yeah pretty much that's basically what i'm trying to do is a hundred or even a little bit more if if the stomach can handle it yeah that's the point Um, yeah and so pretty much everything went perfect on the bike i would say like felt good the whole time hips no tightness quads felt good like I, i was really like tucked in good in arrow position i was able to really like you know hold that position well um i was pretty relieved to be done the bike ride though it was a hard it, it's yeah. a hard bike first like yeah i haven't done it i see a lot of people like no posting like fast times like it's really hard yeah i i can honestly say i was very happy to be finished that bike 
um I knew I was having a good ride but like I I just wanted it to to be over I just wanted to get to the run um yeah pulled in the transition racked my bike and I was and I was just feeling great you know I was like I can't wait to get these running shoes on um before you get this, to the run do you have any goals for your marathon you told me before do you run uh like a marathon just to see how far you go on um from your hometown but even yeah. that didn't go well and no. um <laughs> that's and a i was like idea. what's your pace your, what's gonna happen on the run and then you yeah. drop a sub three hour marathon yeah um yeah uh this time around i use the a6 metaspeed sky yeah i i still think the alpha flies are probably the best shoe for ironman marathons because they're they're the softest the most comfortable i'm still okay that being said i'm still a pretty soft uh runner i'm i'm working on this i'm trying to really strengthen those feet yeah me too abs- alpha flies don't work for me or vapor flights they're too hard for me yeah so I, i'm i'm really trying to strengthen those muscles so that i i can uh fully uh utilize them in a shoe like the metaspeed or like the endorphin pro something more like race flatty like those if that makes sense yeah i, I agree um, but like at this point i'm still uh not entirely strong enough to run in those shoes for a full marathon uh, so I, a I, long way yeah a half but like a full yeah it's pretty hard that's why the alpha fly like is kind of probably the best shoe especially for a relatively novice runner like i i still consider myself kind of a novice runner yeah um, but yeah anyways put on the meta speeds i mean they still felt great Uh, right out of the transition, man, we were just going uphill. Uh, first hill was very steep. Um, so I I basically didn't push it at all. Like I just I was running with the stride power meter. Yeah, I same. think I kept I kept it right around 315 watts or so. I kind of try and that's a high number. Yeah, like for me, I try and run 300 to 330 in there. Okay. I don't I don't like to go outside of that. So kept the hill right in there. Uh, gravel section up through the orchards. Um, it was kind of a, a false flat on the way out. So felt fairly hard. Uh, coming back though, man, I was just going full leg speed. Like I was, <laughs> I think I was running some 350s in there. Um, got to the steep hill, you know. I just opened up going down the hill, looked at my watch, like three minute flat pace, just like, wow. yeah, letting her rip. Um, then we got out onto the main street, which is like, it kind of like it's false flat, then it's flat, then slight downhill, false flat. Like it's mostly just slight inclines the whole time. Uh, first, so that first lap, feeling good, man. Like I, I ripped that lap. I knew I had work to do. Like he was three minutes up the road or so. Yeah, he was flying um, too. And like I didn't know how good of a, a runner he was. Like, you know, uh not it's so rare that age groupers run under three hours on a marathon. Yeah, I agree. So, After a hard bike. Yeah. So I really just uh, you know, I pushed hard 
I knew he was three minutes up the road and I, I had work to do, but I, I fully expected to, to catch him at this point. But like we got through that first lap and I mean, my coach said uh, the gap, uh, you brought it down to 305 from 320. So I was like, like, man, I'm pretty close to my limit for a marathon and I only closed 15 seconds on this guy. And uh, so then at that point, I kind of knew catching him is gonna it's gonna rely on him bonking basically like if, if he bonks maybe i'll catch him but he he didn't bonk for the rest of the day he ran strong all the way to the finish um and then yeah my second lap feeling good i got i think i got to about 30 kilometers this time around running like a very strong 30 kilometers i would say and then that last 10k started fading and i i think i bled another two minutes at that point in that last 10k but you know like i i think that first 30k was a little bit heroic i i pushed it yeah you gotta go for it right and then if it yeah. doesn't work but i mean that's what these races are about like i i have to i was out there to find my limit like what's the point of finishing a marathon and not being destroyed you know what i mean like yeah, that's right like i i just went out there and yeah last 10k just kind of really started fading i think i was probably running like 440s at the end or so um but you know overall like that man that race it was so fun the climate like the weather perfect the scenery the people yeah the crowd out there was great i mean like i had my family out there had my coach out there had a lot of my teammates out there tons of people that i know just yeah that's you know amazing that's a great all over canada like that there, man there's no better place to to do a race than than like in a in an environment like that so i love that yeah man that that's a great uh race recap and then i love it that you went for it. You, you searched your limit. And for people following your Strava, like the thing you post on your Strava after like, you know, after the run, like, peace out, boys. You know, I'm going to stay there for until at words. You know, like, that. that's a great picture. Like, honestly, I love it. Like, it expresses it. You gave everything. Yeah, no, I, I have a lot of... Yeah, exactly that one. Yeah, <laughs> I, I have a lot of gratitude for the people out there, man. Like, it it seriously does like make me feel very good um seeing all those people out there you know supporting me and i'm like everyone else that's racing but i mean specifically the people that that follow me and support me like they man there's some of the, the the best people that i know like it's the best people in the world man honestly um that that is that is amazing man honestly just like to finish that, okay, so you did Ironman Canada. Yeah. Great race. Great race. And I was so happy, like, watching you all day long. And I was happy for you because your coach was there, right? It's not yeah. very often you go to, like, uh, Ironman race and event. Your coach is there. Your teammates are there. So I just feel so happy for you looking at the pictures, yeah. like, Carson was posting. Like, he's like, your coach, Luke, was there. And then everybody, like, I was like, yeah. man, this feels like freaking world championship, right? So, yeah. So now you have like, like a bit like a chill week, and then you have like four more weeks 
to push until Kona. So how are you feeling for Kona now? Oh, I mean, obviously knowing I have that uh, sub three hour marathon in me is like, that's a good confidence booster. I mean, that's a good weapon to have. Um, uh, I mean, I'm still super confident in my bike capability. And you um, swim. Yeah, and I my swim too. In in our age group though, you know, 18 to 24, there is guys in there that can just rip 48s. It, it is what yeah, it is. It is There's some college swimmers in there, man, club swimmers that they they can do crazy times. But on the bike, it's a different story. Yeah, but you know, it's like once we get out on that bike and run course, you know, now the race is on. So, but I I've yet to do a fast bike course, so and and Kona is a fast bike course, um, so I I'm really I can't wait to just rip, rip that uh, bike and and hopefully put a good run. Up as well, so. So where are your goals for Kona? Like, I know you won already, eighteen to twenty four in San George. Right? Yeah. But now you go on. Um, now you go to Kona, and um, how are your feelings about that? Any race goals besides getting your limit there? Well, you know, I have to, I have to go for that uh, 18 to 24 overall win again. You know how it is. I got to defend that title. Um, I mean, I need to, I'm going to find my limit. Like I'm going to go out there and I'm, it doesn't like, even if I'm, in 10th place 20th place doesn't matter like i'm still just gonna run and bike as hard as i can yeah. um because you know for me that's what it's about like finding out i mean what is the absolute what what can i get out of myself like what is the absolute best i can do on that day so that's that's what i plan to do i mean the results are kind of a, a secondary focus the primary focus is to like achieve the full uh, extent of my potential so i mean i agree 100 with that because people ask me where you're hoping for your uh race goals where your time and i'm like time is irrelevant because it yeah. could be a fast day it could be a slow day it depends on the wind right so who knows i mean for me i just trying to go as fast as possible the best i can do yeah. Either it's like nine hours, 11 hours, 12 hours, eight hours. Who knows, you know? I'm just going to be my my best and then yeah. see what happens, you know, until I gave up. It might be 40 Celsius, 100% humidity, and 50 kilometer an hour crosswinds. Yeah, that's the worst conditions, which I'm used to that because last weekend yeah. I, I sent you the Strava. We were like 40 degrees, freaking sun. There's not even a cloud in the sky. And so yeah. humid. People are like, there is one guy on the on your age group, he's like, he could be an a pro because I'm 25 to 29, so I'm not with you. But uh, yeah, he's 18 to 24. I'll send you his travel. But we were pushing, uh, like race pace. I don't think he's gonna go do do that on race pace. We were pushing, uh, we did five hours, right? So we did like a little bit, like one hour 30 race pace, then yeah. rest, and then 45 minutes, and then warm up and cool down, right? Yeah. So he pushed. 310 watts like race pace like we were in a freaking train we were flying I yeah. this guy can go that fast right so wow yeah but, i know that's uh, he's struggling he, he never raced an ironman before he qualified in uh 
in Hawaii 70.3. So we'll see what yeah. happens. I, be, I I got my money in you, buddy. <laughs> Thanks, man. Thanks for believing in me. <laughs> well, I know like you don't get a lot of social media and yourself. You just grind yourself out and this guy does and everybody does. It's not like very yeah. easy like to like get your phone and oh i'm just gonna record and whatever i'm doing i'm just putting my head down yeah. as you and like you know getting the work done and then seeing yeah. raise it what happens yeah no that's true i i really do like to keep my my social media organic um i like to keep it as as genuine as possible but i i know for sponsors they want me right. to really working on it but i think for right now at this point for the people that follow me like they they want genuine content and race recaps and that stuff so for the time being that's that's how i'm gonna keep it but i mean yeah it's it's about putting my head down and grinding at this point you know how it is like i, I know how it is i know there, how it is i see you there, there, there's work to be done right like you just gotta keep on it so Sure, and Ray say so. Jamie, that's all we got for today. We got because we had two more minutes left. Anything you want to say to the audience before going to Kona? Oh, um, I some words of inspiration. Uh, I mean, you've put the work in. I mean, anyone who's done Ironmans, trained for Ironmans, you know, you've put the work in, you got to believe in yourself. Because on race day, that things happen. I mean, an Iron Man can go south very quickly, and it's just about uh, assessing the situation, maybe reevaluating your goals. I mean, keep just keep a positive mindset. You know, taking a little bit of coke and then just put your head down and get back at it. <laughs> nice. Because that you know that's what you're out there for. You know, to prove to yourself like what you're made of and that that you are an Iron Man. So. Yeah. I, I, like, I like it. There is no way to live it there. So thanks so much, Jamie, for this briefing chat about your race recap and Kona. So yes, again, thanks for having me again, Hans. It's always great talking. Anytime. To you. You're like part of the yeah. show now. So <laughs> I guess we do one maybe in person after, you know, after the racing Kona, like comparing your race and my race because it's different days. I race on Thursday, you race on Saturday. So that'll be awesome. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. No, we'll we'll be meeting up in Kona for sure, man. Yeah. Awesome, buddy. Thanks for that. Yes. Thanks so much for listening to this episode 22. We're coming back next week with a race recap, but we did um with Los Hermanos de Fuerza. Uh the half marathon in Mexico City, which is really hard. That's in Spanish for your listen. So that'll be fun. Thanks so much.